Good morning, bosses and bossettes, and welcome to episode four of Boss Talk with your host, me, Chantel, your boss coach. So let's jump into it. Um, last week, we talked about breaking those chains um, with people holding you back, holding you back from things that, you know, just keep you down, keep you feeling weighed down by their problems or, you know, not feeling included when it comes to your family, your friends or relationships. So we talked about all of that. So this week, we're going to jump right into it as we wind down these last few days, these last few hours of 2022. We're going to jump into false business. So those that know me know that I'm all about business when it comes to my businesses. And each year at the start of the first quarter, I always start revamping my business for the next up and coming year, especially with the growth of my businesses. So I start a revamp. I go on a revamp and I shut down my social media for a few weeks, a few months get my business grounded, get me grounded, most importantly. And let me put this out there to you, all you small business owners, it is important to stay grounded. You're with your mental. Let me let me throw that out there. Staying grounded with your mental is a big thing. Um, especially at the conclusion of the fourth quarter, which we're in, Um, And with the holidays, COVID, and everything else that's going on around us, we often get overwhelmed. We often don't take that mental break because we don't want to fail. Um, We don't want to fail successfully. We don't want to fail financially. And most important, we don't want to fail ourselves. So we tend to hit the ground running and we overwork ourselves and we're like, dang, I need a break. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to say that I found so many business owners that tell me like around this time of the year is the worst time of the year for them. And not necessarily financially, just mentally. So I want to throw that out there. Um, Taking care of yourself in the preparation for the new year, the new quarter, you have to just take care of yourself. You first. If you're not okay, your business is not going to be okay. So I wanted to throw that out there because I know a lot of business owners struggle with that and it gets overwhelming. Your customers are your customers and it's okay to ask for help. Your clients are your clients. It's okay to ask for help. If you have the means to hire with outside of your circle and you need someone else to be to answer your phones to schedule your appointments you know there are a lot of apps and there are a lot of virtual assistants out there that that they do those things and that's what they're qualified for so sometimes you might want to take a look into that because you know at the end of the day the stress depression, anxiety, all of that is real and it's definitely 
not worth it. So I want you guys to take care of yourself. I want you guys to know that, hey, the boss has my back, okay? Like, she has my back on this, and this is something that I need to do. I need to take care of myself. So let's get out of that. Let's jump into some business talk. Okay, so when I first started my journey um, being a business coach, um, one thing I found was a lot of businesses, a lot of minority businesses, they were not set up properly. And if you know me, I preach on this. Setting up your business properly is the number one thing before I even look at your profile of helping you grow and scale your business. So that's what I wanted to talk to you guys today. Let's let's normalize not starting a business as a hobby, but let's normalize starting our business and operating it properly. Okay? Let's let's talk about the legal side of running your businesses and all of the perks that you get with being a business owner. Like you wonder how the rich stay rich is because they know how to run their shit. Okay. They know how to run their business properly without paying so much in taxes. And you wonder why the poor stay poor because we pay more in taxes. Um, So if you're a business owner and you have a CPA or your tax preparer or whoever helps you with your taxes, and that's another thing. Let's talk about these taxes. Like you have to pay taxes on your business. You know, I don't care if you're selling clothes out the back of your trunk of your car. Like, if you made a profit, you need to be claiming that on your taxes and you need to file taxes on it. You always want to keep a paper trail on everything you do. I don't care if you made 500 or 5,000. You need to keep a paper trail of your business. You never want Uncle Sam knocking on your door talking about, hey, run me my money. Or give me my money back. And you have to go to jail because you didn't want to follow the law of the land. And it's simple. Set your set up your entity properly. Have an operating entity rather be than being a sole proprietor. Basic. Simple. Most people are like, uh-uh, I don't want to be a, I don't want to be an LLC. I don't want to be an operating entity. I want to be a sole proprietor. Why? Tell me the biggest reason why you're being, the only thing is you don't have to register your business. That's the only difference. So other than not registering your business and being being a 1099 um, employee or independent contractor or whatever, gig worker, other than that, what is the reason why you don't want to have an operating entity? Okay. So the thing about being an operating entity is you can be a corporation or an LLC. Bam. You know that you need to know the proper structure for your business in order to know what tax bracket you sit in, how to classify your business, and what incentives you will get back. 
Okay, you can be a single member LLC or you can be a partnership LLC. You know, depending on what you're going in, what structure your business is fall, falls under. Um, if you're a nonprofit um, business, you know, nonprofit is self-explanatory. You are not working for profit. All of your money comes from donations or grants. That's nonprofit. So you need to get with someone who is knowledgeable in business and understands the different structures of the business that can assist you if you do not know how to do this yourself. Most people file the document, they file the paperwork themselves with their secretary of state um, and with their city courthouses when they register their business for all of their licenses. Make sure that your home, if you're a home-based business, is actually zoned and you're able to operate a business out of your home. Some people don't know that there's their city and their county ordinances when it comes to home-based business. Just because you have a house doesn't mean that you can operate a business outside of your house. So this is why I always preach to my students, Please be knowledgeable in the business that you are trying to run. Please be knowledgeable in everything that you do. I myself, I always read, continue education because you just never know. You never know. You know, people say, oh, I'm a home-based business. Well, okay, um, does your city know that? (laughs) Like, for real, does your city know that? So, that's the thing about structure. So, even though you're a home-based business, um, just make sure you're you're knowledgeable on those ordinances because um, some city and county ordinances have a design allotment of space that you can use to classify as a home-based business. Some don't have any regulations when it comes to that, but some do. Some have regulations when it comes to how much space you can use for your business with inside your house and what type of business you can operate outside inside your home as well. So, you know, if you have a one bedroom apartment, you more than likely you can't be running a home-based daycare out of that. You, that's just plain and simple. Um, so just make sure that you know what you're doing when it comes to that. Um, that way you don't get any hefty fines or in trouble um, because, you're just trying to make a living for your family, okay? So I'm not going to harp too much on that. Um, number two is establish a trust um, for your your entity. And what I mean by that is an operating agreement. A lot of people don't realize the importance of an operating agreement, but an operating agreement protects you and it also shows um, banks or any other financial lending institution that how much you've contributed in the beginning of the startup of the business. Okay. So I advise if you're going into a business with your sister, your mom, your dad, your spouse, a friend, neighbor, whoever, um, you do have an operating agreement. It protects you. It protects your partner. Um, in the event that someone decides that they don't want, they no longer want to be a part of this business anymore. And, um, earlier this year, I had two students who were partners together in a business and 
they no longer wanted to work with each other. They had a big falling out and it was like, I don't want to be with her anymore. I'm not her friend anymore. And I don't want to be business partners with her anymore. Um, so one of the young ladies took all of the supplies, even the name to the business and started doing her own thing. She even took half of the clientele as well. And it was like, oh my God, like, can she do that? Yes, she can do that. Okay, she can definitely do that. So that's why I harp on registering your business, getting that that register, trademarking that name. And trademarks is something else that I'm going to talk about on next week's episode trademarking that name, registering that business, have an operating agreement. Those are my three G's. Get an operating agreement, get a trademark, get a registration of your business. Those are my three G's because guess what? She took everything, the name of the business, the products associated with the name of the business, the clientele for the business. And she could do that. There was no rights by anyone with this business. So that's why I stress this so much. You got, you have to be knowledgeable. And people are like, well, oh my God, it's going to cost a lot to get my stuff trademarked. Well, it'll cost you a lot down the road if someone else decides they want to steal your idea or steal your business. So, you just be knowledgeable, knowledgeable, be knowledgeable about that. Have an operating agreement. Like I said, it protects you. It protects your partner. And if you're a single member of LLC, um, have an operating agreement. Just show your contributions. Show what you put into the business at the start of it. Show that you are 100% woman-owned, minority-owned, veteran-owned. Show that. That's what the operating agreement is for, Okay. So you want to do that. And number, number three, set up a business bank account. We should not be going into 2022 still just taking cash app payments going into our personal account or having our PayPal set up with our personal account or having anything associated with our business with our personal account. Let's normalize not co-mingling of funds. Let's normalize being structured properly. So when someone sees you, they see you as yourself, like they see me as Chantel, but then they see Boss Academy as the Boss Academy. Like we're two different people. Let's normalize that. We're two different things. I'm a person and this is my business. Like we're, we're two different things here. Okay, stop normalizing your business as you and you as your business. You're just the face of your brand, you know, and that that way you act as such. Be the face of your brand. Be your brand. Don't have your brand be you. That means pay yourself just like you would pay your employees. 
Have your business account structured properly where you're getting paid, your bills are getting paid, and all of this can be filed on your taxes because now it is everything is organized, okay? So let, let's normalize that. Let's normalize getting out of those broke mindsets. Let's normalize getting back into wealthy mindsets, okay? We have to start living like we're rich in the form of our business, okay? So make sure your business bank account is established. Go to a bank. Some banks you can open up an account online and do everything online for your business. And some um, require you to come in person. And I'll I'll drop the link on either my website or on my social media page as far as the banks that you can open up for your business account um, with little to nothing. You know, the most I've seen was $100 to open up a business account. So let's normalize that, okay? Um, Let's also, let's go to number five in this. Yeah, I think it's number five. I'm not keeping up with the numbers, but I believe we're on number five. Having a professional email, okay? Let's do this. Let's have a professional email, Um, especially those of you who are looking to seek grants and funding. Um, Having a professional email and a business line speaks volumes when it comes to um, these lenders in the finance department that will be giving you money for your business. They need to know how to reach you. And you don't want someone trying to contact you at bigbooty63 at gmail.com because you've been having that email since you were 15 years old. No, have you a professional email like and make sure you have an info email. So with the Boss Academy, I have my first initial, my last name, C. Campbell at thebossacademy.com. And that's for when I have clients either contacting me, sending me stuff directly or I have things coming in from the bank directly. They they send those those, those that email to that specific email to C Campbell at thebossacademy.com. Now, info at thebossacademy.com is just for um, prospective students. They want to know how to reach how to get in contact. Maybe they're emailing for services because it's linked to my website. They're just emailing for services. They want to try to, you know, get in the know. Like, hey, I'm trying to, I'm inquiring about such and such. That's what info's for, okay? And my staff also has their own email set up where clients send them things or they have to send me things. And we correspond a lot because we're all virtual. So, We correspond a lot, but this is how this is set up. So make sure you have a professional email, have a telephone number with a nice, clean greeting, um, where when people inquire about your services or they're contacting you, they know who they're calling. And if they can leave a voicemail, it's not full, it's professional and they can leave a voicemail and you can call them back. 
So that's number five. Um, and number six, establishing your business credit. Um, and I won't dig too much into that, establishing your business credit. It will be for another segment about business. But yeah, establishing your business credit. You know, you want to keep everything separately. So, you know, once you register your business, your name is trademark. You've done a business search of your name with the state that you live in. And that's another important thing. Doing the business search of your name. Making sure nobody in that state is using that name for that business. So, you know, people can identify you. You can even go outside of it and make sure that name is not being used in other states. When you go to trademark your business, trademarking your business is so important. Okay. Especially if this is something that you're going to be creating um, for generational wealth. This is not a hobby. This is your going to be your main focus, your main source of income. Okay. Some people trademark their names because their names are their business. Um, you know, it's just, it just depends. Um, like, like I said, the boss Academy, CC group, all of this, this is just, this is your business. So you want to trademark that name and that's important. So when you do this name search of your business, you're searching to make sure no other business is using that name before you register that business. Okay. So all of this is important. Everything ties in together. And if you do things step by step and you create your portfolio for your business, you have your business bank account, you have it registered, you have your EIN number, you have your Duns and Bradstreet number. And yes, DMB, Duns and Bradstreet, very important. It's your business's, I like to refer to it as your business's social security number. You have a social security number. Your business needs a social security number. If you're going to have a social security number for yourself and you can apply for loans and credit cards and stuff like that, why would you use your your personal information for your business? Granted, you may have to start out being a PG, which is a personal guarantee for your business. But why are we still being a PG for our business five years in? Why are we still doing that? Let's normalize this. Let's normalize setting our entities properly where we can go and get a business credit card, a loan, all in our business names. And you'll be surprised what you can get with your business if it's structured properly, operating properly. You can go get a car for your business and write that off as a business expense for your business. So this is why I say, if you need a vehicle for your car, for your business, a vehicle for your car, a vehicle for your business, why not structure your entity properly, operate properly? And then if you need to go get a car, because a lot of your, because your, your company needs a car, you got a promotion. This is a business expense. You use your car for travel purposes. You travel for your business. Maybe you're traveling nail tech. Maybe you're a masseuse. Maybe you travel a lot and you go to different conferences and meetings. Why are we spending money for gas when our business can pay for? Your business can pay for your cell phone. Your business can pay a portion of your rents. Your business can pay a portion of your utilities. 
So why are we doing these things? Why are we spending a lot of overhead for business when all we have to do is structure it properly and then we get the incentives of being a business? And I won't get into too much of certifications and everything like that on this segment, but I am going to dive deep into proper certifications. You have your city certification, you have your state, and you have your federal. You have three sectors of certifications, which is free money. Business just has to be set up properly. Business just has to be structured properly. So let's normalize doing these things, okay? Let's normalize getting the word out and doing these things and setting up these entities properly. That way we can reap the benefits from everything. And trust me, going into this, I wasn't knowledgeable either on business and structure at all. Like, I just started learning this stuff and I was like, you know what? It's a lot of people that need to learn this stuff just like me. There's a lot of people that don't know this stuff. And this is why I created the Boss Academy to educate and elevate businesses to the next level because We have to know these things because if we don't know, we don't know. But now that we do know, and now that we're learning these things, let's start doing these things right, okay? Let's start getting in the know and knowing that we have to do these things right and keeping up with it and stop letting these businesses fail. Last year alone, we had the highest skyrocketing minority businesses. 2020 was off the Richter with minority businesses. Now, 2021 rolls around, 60% of those minority businesses failed within the first six months to a year because they weren't structured properly. They didn't know how to go about getting financing and funding. They didn't know anything about grants. They didn't know anything about certifications. They didn't know anything about minority banks out there, that banks that are geared to minority businesses. They didn't know about those things. But I'm here to tell you, they are. They're out there. You just have to do your homework and you have to do your research. Or you have to hire someone like me to do the research for you. So we're getting to the last four minutes of our segment. So I'm going to wind down. So you have all the tools and resources that you need. And if you don't know, you don't know. But feel free to reach out to me. You can hit me up either at ccampbell at bossladies.llc.com or on TikTok at the Boss Academy or Instagram at the Real Boss Academy. And I will be happy to assist you. Like, you guys have to know that it's always somebody out there to help you. It's always somebody out there to educate you and let you know, like, hey, this is what you're doing. You're doing it wrong. Let's do it right. Let's get it right. So y'all take that knowledge that I taught you today and apply that. Like I tell my students and add tax to it. You always add tax to everything that you do. Everything. And that's where I want you guys to go. So you guys stay great. Stay bossed up. Be the great bosses that you are. Happy New Year. See you guys in 2020 in our first quarter. We're going to hit the ground running and come back strong. You guys, I'm your host, Chantel, the CEO Boss Coach. You guys stay bossy.